family, I'm so happy to announce the launch of my brand new premium podcast. It's called Ideas That Matter Plus. This is an exciting new development that we've been working on for some time. This after seeing a lot of you request coming through saying thank you for what we've done and wanting more. Ideas That Matter Plus is a more targeted podcast that focuses on business strategies and more high-level thinking to help highly ambitious entrepreneurs, SMEs, business owners and founders, even the CEOs of big business. It only costs 450 Rand per month and will be coming in, but I mean coming in hot. So, subscribe now to Ideas That Matter Plus, now available on Spotify or Apple Podcast Store. Sayonara. This podcast is proudly brought to you by My Growth Fund in partnership with Sound & Sounds Media. To have your podcast recorded, send an email to info at soundandsounds.co.za. That's I-N-F-O at S-O-U-N-D-A-N-D-S-O-U-N-D-S dot C-O-Z-A. It's time to take your seat at the table. Find out how with Vosi Tembeguayo as we discuss ideas that matter. A catalyst for bold action. Hello, family. <laughs> that was especially hello, family. I join you today from our new studios in downtown Dubai. So, very excited. I've been here for a month now, fully settled. You've been listening to a few of the episodes. We recorded all of those episodes back to back before I left because we knew that I'd be on the road. And I did something interesting uh, en route to setting up and moving here, which was I went and spent two weeks in the Maldives. It, it's, um, it's not something I usually do. I'm not a downtime kind of guy. I haven't had the opportunity to take downtime in a really, really long time. But I should have thought it through, admittedly, because there I was in the Maldives alone. Now, anybody who's ever traveled to the Maldives will tell you, it's kind of like lover's island, right? Like everybody that's there is with their person. And now walking around, you know, Rue Island in the Maldives, here's this six foot two broad shouldered black guy and he's alone all the time. <laughs> it was so interesting, like every time I'd go for dinner to watch the guys just like, you know, look at me strange and like hold on a bit tighter to their partners. But I loved it. I loved my downtime. I loved the time of just like chilling and sitting back. And I tried the best I could. I really did try the best I could. I tried to get some work done. I tried to send out some emails. I was attending back-to-back -back meetings uh, on some of the days, but admittedly, between the humidity, the heat, and the environment, it was just really, really, really difficult. So I tried over that two-week period to get some downtime, and and I loved it. And I want to say to the good people at Rue Hotel, uh, fantastic, thank you so much for, for being fantastic hosts uh, for me over that period of that two weeks. Something interesting happened while I was there for the period of that two weeks, which was... I have a goal that I set myself. It's actually part of my CV, which is that I, every year, at least once a year, I try to do something scary. Let me rephrase that. Every year, at least once in a year, 
I will do something that scares me. So the next thing I want to do is I want to go um, freeform climbing. And, and that's scary. I want to climb the face of a mountain without the assistance of a rope. That's like on my big to-do list. But this year, and this is the point about the podcast I'd like to talk about this week. This week's podcast is called Your Friend Named Fear. My hypothesis is that fear is actually not the enemy. We talk about fear as the enemy, as this thing that shouldn't happen in our lives. We even talk about fear, and I've heard the fear acronymed, the word to meaning false evidence appearing real. I think, though, that fear can actually be a friend of yours. And it can be a friend of yours if you're willing to build a relationship with it. The challenge with most of us is we're not willing to build a relationship with our fears. We don't want to know them and know them better. We don't want to know where they come from, what they're driven by, and why they make us feel the way we feel. And you can't conquer something you don't understand. I'll say that again. You cannot conquer something you don't understand. So actually, you should be trying to build a relationship with your fear. Understand it better. Where does it come from? What's it fueled by? And why do you react the way that you react? So, here I am in the Maldives. And people who know me closely will tell you, I will happily go to war with you. Like, if we're stuck in the Kazakh desert and we're being attacked by one million Tibetan warriors who've spent a hundred years mastering the art of Shaolin Kung Fu, and it's just me and you, I'll go to war with you, baby, and I will have not but an iota of fear. No problem. The only thing that makes me feel fear is H2O. Water. True story. Some of you here know that I'm a big petrol head. And I race. I haven't been for a while. COVID kind of shut us down. And then after COVID, you know, the diary got really busy, rebuilding the business, traveling. It's been a difficult program and a difficult calendar. But those of you who know that I race, know that I race V12s. I love racing in the V12 series, right? These massive, long bonnet cars, the roar of that V12. That's just, you know, it's the incredible roar. It literally makes the underbelly of your spine just tingle as you push beyond 4,000 revs per minute. But even that notwithstanding, happy to take a corner at 280 kilometers per hour. Do not ask me to get into water. I don't like water. So I've been thinking about it. Why don't I like water? Like, what's my issue with it, right? Like, what's the real problem here? And then, by the way, let me also just confess this, that this is not the first time I try to conquer this fear. I'd actually tried to do it before. Many, many years ago, I was in Pontadoro in Mozambique. And right off Pontadoro, there is a beautiful little island. I forget the name now. It was a, at the time, it was a resort that had just opened up. And the, the whole resort is like just like sparkling white. And the buildings are white. And the furniture is white. And everything is white. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful resort in, 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 um, in Mozambique. And while I was there, I thought, I'm going to go scuba diving. Why? Because I'm scared of water. Before that, 
I'd been holidaying in Mauritius. And whilst in Mauritius, I thought, I'm going to go scuba diving. Why? Because I'm scared of water. The point I'm making is that it's not like I didn't have the fear. Of course I've had the fear. And several times I've argued with this fear, fought with this fear, I've tried to conquer this fear. But for some other strange reason, I just don't win. So this time I thought, that's it. This is the time. I'm no longer a youth. I'm not 36 years old. I'm a grown-ass man. Fear, you can't tell me. You can't tell me. I am the man I think I am. And I'm going to conquer you today, Fear. So I am going to go snorkeling. I was like, yeah, because we've done the scuba diving thing. That didn't end well. I'll tell you the scuba diving story in a minute, by the way. But I was like, now I'm going to go snorkeling. Snorkeling is the thing. I'm going to start small, start light, but I'm going to conquer my fear of water. And if you're wondering why I feel the way I feel about water, I've actually thought about that and I know exactly why it is. The reason I feel the way I feel about fear and my fear for water is quite simple. It's because underwater or in water, I have no control. That's it. It's got nothing to do with anything else. It's just that I have no control. Nothing reminds you how small you are than being in the ocean and recognizing that you're just a speck in the voluminous quantum that is the universe. You're just a speck of dust. So I decide that's it. We're going snorkeling. I sign up for the snorkeling thing. And uh, once that's done, the morning arrives, we all, you know, get in the boat and they go out towards the reef because, you know, when you're going to go snorkeling, you've obviously got to see stuff. So they try, they go out in the boat, they go towards the reef and we get to the reef and uh, they give us these like flip-flap shoes, you know them, those duck shoes, the, those paddles thing that you use to swim underwater. I'm sure there's a technical term for it. I don't know what the term is. But they give us these like flip-flap duck shoes to go, you know, you got to put those on because underwater you can, you know, they, they, they make each and every stroke and every kick of your stroke obviously that much more efficient. Life, the life jacket, so we put a life jacket on. I was like, okay, cool, okay, so there's a life jacket. I've got the flip-flop things, which means I can kick, be efficient. Life jacket, I can breathe. <sighs> we're good, we're good. Then they give us the glasses, the guy says, please just hold on to these glasses. In a minute, I'm going to put a little solution on the glasses. And then um, you're going to rub that solution in, into the lens so that when you've got the glasses on, they don't, they don't mist up, right? They don't, like, you know, get foggy. Yeah, okay, cool. And, if, and you're wondering why. It's because your body is one temperature. The water is another temperature. And in the glass, pressure builds up with a different kind of temperatures meet up, and then it gets foggy. So, you know, you, you've basically got to do this thing. Anyway, so I'm going, cool, no problem, comadre. I'm going to do this. And then, while all of this is happening, they give us that thing that you've got to put in your mouth. You know that you stick it in your mouth and it's like, a, it's like a tube. And you start breathing. Then he says, and I hate when they say this. They said the same thing when I went scuba diving. They said, whatever you do, don't breathe through your nose. Underwater, you breathe using the tube through your mouth. And any of you who've ever done that will know that sound. When you're underwater, 
water is like a sound dampening thing. So you can hear yourself, you can hear your heartbeat, you can hear your breath, you can hear everything. I'm like, okay, cool. This is the moment. This is the moment. And a couple of people go ahead of me. I'm like, yeah, let him go. You know, let him go. Let, let the weak people go first. It's all good. And they walk up towards the end of, edge of the boat. They dive in and then they pop up because of the life jacket. You know, look around, look left, look right. And then they just start swimming towards the reef. And they go and they go and they go. And I'm like, all right, now it's my turn. A few guys behind me, but I'm like, I got it. I got it. My turn. I get towards the edge of the boat. Take a deep breath. And then I have the conversation with myself. I said, self? <laughs> self. It's just water. You're going swimming. No different than going swimming in your pool. You've got a life jacket on. There's a boat here. There's a crew that can assist if anything goes wrong. And there are people who are going to be swimming just like you. Some who are probably trying to conquer the same fear you do. So, self, enjoy. And whoosh, splash into the water. And nothing prepares you for that splash of the water. That salt water cold splash. Nothing prepares you for it. Swoosh into the water, boom, pop up, I come up and I, okay, Fuzzy, hold on, come on, okay, swim, swim, catch your breath, catch your breath, Swim. <sighs> Try to catch my breath. <sighs> and I look up and I can see other guys around me and everybody's, you know, caught their breath. They settled now. They do the sign up with the thumb to the instructor. He points at the destination, which is where the reef is. And they all stick their head in the water and they start swimming. And I go, okay, cool. My turn. My turn. All right, we'll see. One two, three, go. And then nothing. And I go, come on, Vusi, come on. <laughs> you, ever, you ever count yourself down and then you don't do anything? It's like, okay, Vusi, come on. Let's try it in, in Portuguese this time. Let's try it. Uno, dos, tres, go. Nothing. But I mean, absolutely nothing. I'm still in my head. <sighs> trying to catch my breath and by this time what's happening is my chest starts tightening up so you get really claustrophobic and my chest starts tightening up and I'm like why can't I breathe <sighs> okay okay calm down calm down if I count it down in my native language if I count it down in Isisolo it's definitely gonna work okay so go 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 Stick my head in the water, I go. All right, now I kind of make, try to make my body like horizontal. And then I start swimming, start swimming, start swimming. And I start swimming and I'm going, you should be making progress now. Then in my head, I'm going, why are your eyes closed? Why did you close your eyes? You've got, a, you've got these like, you know, this, this thing on your head. What is it, a lens or whatever it is. But you've got, you got the, the, little, the little glasses things. You guys know what I'm talking about that they give you when you go swimming. You've got that stuff on, goggles. That's what it's called. You've got the goggles on. So stop with this and go, come on, come on, open your eyes. Open my eyes, I look down and there it is, I see it. Do you want to know what I saw? Everything. All of a sudden, all I see is just blue. 
Holy moly, that's a lot of water. So I panic. I stop. I look up. And I turn left. I look, turn right. At this point, I'm floating just because of my, of the, uh, of the life jacket. I look left, I look right, and all I see is blue. Then I figured out what the problem with the ocean is. The problem with the ocean is that the water is everywhere. Look up, look down, look left, look right. Close to you and far yonder into the horizon. And all you see is water. And at this point, my anxiety really starts to kick in and I start thinking, what happens if these waves just start bashing me about left to right? Then I go, wait, what happens if I just get tired of kicking and moving my arms? What happens then? Then I go, wait, what happens if there's like a fish that just decides it wants to taste Zulu meat. What happens then? Oh, wait. Hold on. I'm in trouble. My chest clogs up, tightens up. I try to breathe. Doesn't work. One of the instructors can see that I'm in a bit of a state. He comes to me. He's got a frisbee, and he, it's a kisby, sorry, not a frisbee. He gives me this kisby to hang on to. And he says to me, slow down, you're making yourself panic. And just like that, I was like, nope, I'm going back on the boat. I go back to the boat, I swim there, get to the boat, get up, and I felt like such a loser. True story, I did, I felt like such a loser. When I got in the boat, there was another guy there. He had been there on vacation with his mates. It was three of them. Um, he was a guy from India. So he and I just started chatting. And I said to him, so what happened to you? He says, no, 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 I got very claustrophobic. I said, what do you mean? No, I was, I was swimming just fine. And then all of a sudden, my chest got very claustrophobic. I decided better to get back on the boat. <laughs> so he and I kind of build up a bit of a relationship. We talk about, you know, this thing called fear, why he felt claustrophobic and realized, which is the point of our podcast this week. First, when they say fear isn't real, they're lying because you've felt it. Fear is real. It is real, right? But often it's our imagination that makes it so. Now, it's hard to control your imagination when you're in an environment where you yourself are uncertain about yourself. So consider that. Second, all of us have something we're scared of. Even I. Superman, too. Bring a stone of kryptonite next to him and he's not comfortable at all. It's not the things we are scared of or the things we fear that we should concern ourselves with. It's why we fear them. It's the internal conversation. Which is the third point I wanted to make. I think the quality of our lives is directly proportional to the quality of our internal thoughts. I really do believe that. 
I think the quality of our lives is directly proportional to the quality of our internal thoughts. It's not proportional to the quality of our income or the quality of the friendships we have or the quality of the materials we have. All of those things are a consequence of the quality of your internal thoughts. So what do you think? What do you think? What do you think about you? What do you think about this moment? What do you think about this environment? What do you think? Once you unlock, understand, own, and live with the reality of what you think, it's a lot easier to conquer your fears. So, now having been scuba diving twice, snorkeling twice, I can tell you that I still haven't conquered my fear of water. But I won't stop there. I'm going to keep pushing. I'm going to keep going. Because I know that I am in control of my internal speech. And that's our podcast for this week, my friends. So as you go into your week and you work hard and you push even harder, as we go to the final quarter of this year, right at the beginning of October, what I wish for you, your family and your loved ones, is that you can understand what is your internal speech and how you are in control. That's it, my friends. Sayonara. We hope that you've drawn valuable lessons from this week's podcast. To partner with us, visit mygrowthfund.co.za or email info at mygrowthfund.co.za.